Hey everybody, welcome back to a kind of an occasional podcast that happens every now and then when something doesn't make it into the Sunday message. We call it the cutting room floor. The cutting room floor. Yeah, I actually uh, was proud of myself on Sunday because I kept the message in a really good time slot. <clears throat> Excuse me, something in my throat. But anyway, I kept the message. I'm not getting choked up, like emotionally thinking about it. I kept, <laughs> I kept it in such a good time <laughs> slot. It could have been long, but it wasn't. Um, no, it was, um, no, there's just those moments where you're like, oh, do I want to go into that? Right. It's relevant, but it's a little bit off the beaten path. And maybe it's better just to focus on it on a separate podcast. So yeah, because said we'd do that. I was going to say, like, we got to Jesus. Yeah. And now Jesus is a very important part of a three-part thing. <laughs> yeah. So if you're listening to this in a vacuum, we're in the middle of a series. Or t- I guess not the middle anymore. Right. Um, two-thirds of the way through a year-long trek through the story of the Bible. We're not going verse by verse, but right. we're going through the the entire story arc of Scripture and trying to focus on the main movements of God and what he's doing and what it informs us about him and about ourselves. And, and we got to uh, the New Testament, so we're at Jesus, and we spent the last few weeks looking at who, who he is. Mm. Not just what he did, um, what he said, we'll talk about that obviously, but who he actually is, because Scripture makes really bold claims about that. You know, it's not like we're saying today, I think he's this, I mean, he said it, and Scripture, you know, the, the writers of the, the Gospels put some bold things in, and last week we talked about Jesus being the Word, hmm. the Word of God, which is a which was a um, it's a claim to divinity, right? But not even just divinity, like an angel, you know, like a like I'm not just like a, a powered up human. Correct. I am I am the I'm the Creator. I am God in the flesh. I sustain all things. Yeah, and you know that's kind of a weird concept because it actually says the Word as a substitute for Jesus. And if you're like, what does that mean? Listen to the 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 last message on Jesus is the Word. Um, it says the Word was God and the Word was with God. Mm-hmm. And that's where you start getting this sort of dual, well, how does this work? I mean, Jesus says, I am the Father, talking about, he calls God the Father. It's really the first time in Scripture that's the normal way to, other people in the Old Testament weren't calling God Father God. Right, right. Well, and you, you have in the Genesis account, we've got, let us, let let us, us make human right. beings in our image. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and even the word for God, Elohim, is like, um, it's a plural, but then sure. it's treated like singular. It's like yep. a plural word. But then all the verbs and whatnot indicate singular. So there's that. It says God created the heavens and the earth, and the Spirit of God was above the waters. Right. So there's there's definitely it's there. But Jesus is the first one that really just starts. Like even we say God the Father. Well, that, we get that from hmm. from Jesus primarily. You hmm. know, God being the Father. Um, and so you know, it's like we've got this term Trinity that's developed over the history of theology. What? Let me before we jump into that. What was your like? What was your introduction to the Trinity? I think, so, it's like one of those, it's like always like, here's, an, here's another illustration, and so you grow up in church and you get a bunch of, like a handful of illustrations to explain the Trinity. The one that I think was introduced to me first is an egg, where it's like, okay, and you call it an egg as a singular thing, but it is made up of three parts, the shell, the mm-hmm. yolk, and I don't know what the what the not yolk part is of an the egg white? is called the white the white yeah yeah, yeah. like the snot part of the yeah. the egg until it's cooked and then it's then lovely. it's white yeah right. it's delicious and uh, I don't think that's a perfect analogy I don't think there is a perfect ana- analogy outside of just like recognizing in the Bible here the dynamics that exist and so um, the egg analogy when I was in youth group with you uh, two in one shampoo conditioner was and the analogy now there's three in one yes. now that exists I have it in my they invented three in one, and so... So, yeah, Jesus says, he commands us in the Great Commission to 
baptize people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus often referred to himself as the Son. Right. Um, he called God Father. And he prayed to God the, the Father. He would pray. Mm-hmm. People said, how should we pray? He said, pray like this, Heavenly Father. Uh, before he got arrested, he prayed and said, Father. But then he also said, the Father and I are one. Right. And he said, I will send... I'll ask the Father after I, I die and ascend to heaven send you a helper. to send you a helper, and then the Holy Spirit will come, and the Holy Spirit will teach you and guide you mm-hmm. in the power. So you have all that there, but Jesus really wraps it up ni- neatly for us when he says, baptize people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so the word Trinity doesn't show up anywhere in the Bible, but that is the term that people over time just began to coin to, to describe. To, to represent all, the God in his fullness. Yeah, and the idea is one God, Right, one being, three persons, and that's Which, a, that's a tough thing for people sometimes. Yeah, and I think maybe you see it most clearly. It's interesting that he says, "Go baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit," because you see it most clearly at his baptism. Mm-hmm. You see, yeah, there he's, you go. He's standing in the water. He's in the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep that going. Holy Spirit descends like a dove. That's voice, phenomenal. Voice of the Father comes from yeah. heaven, saying, "This is my Son, with whom I'm well pleased." Okay, you can't be the first person that's made that connection. <laughs> I think a bunch of theologians. I'm probably sure. Have. I'm sure. But also, <laughs> I haven't actually heard people talk about that moment with the Great Commission. Yeah, connecting those two things yeah. together. How we have those three happen at the baptism. That's. Mm-hmm. Ding, ding, ding. That's really cool. So I just want to talk about that for a few minutes because um, I said in the, in the message that we would, and I think where I want to start is a really simple idea, and it's the difference between revelation and imagination, okay? So what I mean by that is we have to deal, we have to recognize that God is bigger than us, and I think pretty much everyone does, no matter what your faith tradition is. I don't know of a major faith in the world that has a view of God where God is not greater, bigger, grander, right? And so we struggle to come up with ways to des- describe God. But what we have to do with God is deal with him as he has revealed himself to us, instead of just simply imagining what we think he might be. Right. And that's where a lot of, there, there's a lot of struggle with people sometimes, because a lot of people want to do the opposite. They want to just like, well, I think God and then what we find throughout history is that if you start imagining what God is and making a God out of your imagination, you make some really horrible gods. Mm. Like the pagan gods of ancient religions were all man-made, invented gods that were horrible, evil, demanding, you know what I mean? And those were the gods of human imagination. That was people going, well, I think God... Right, so you know, what you're getting at is there's no like Trinitarian box that's going to perfectly overlay and make full sense to humans correct. and fully descri- describe God truthfully. Right, what we, we can't go backwards is what I'm saying. Like, gotcha. What we can't do is go, well, I have thought of a concept that I think sure. explains God. Anytime human beings have done that, w- what we come up with is, right. is really, it's, it's not good. But we would ascribe to the Trinity as a concept. Like, we would say, like, yes, we believe God. (laughs) Correct, but the difference would be we would say, well, this is how God revealed himself to us, and now we have to unpack that. Right. Right? So, so like, I doubt many of the prophets, like Isaiah, probably didn't have a Trinitarian view Mm. of God, and he wrote Scripture. Right. Right? He was was in the presence of—he saw Mm -hmm. those things, right? But God, over time throughout Scripture, bit by bit, reveals more of himself to us. And what we have to do as people is unpack and make sense of that revelation. And so my point with that is just saying we got to start there. Like Jesus himself gave us this, this, this framework this framework to work yeah. with. You know, I and the Father are one. 
the son of, and, and even the, the phrase son of in, in Hebrew doesn't just mean like biological offspring. It means of the same substance, right? Mm. And, and the Bible Project podcast has done some really cool stuff about that. But like of the same, that's why the sons of the prophets uh, in the Old Testament weren't the sons of Elijah and Elisha. They were just like, you're like us. We're of the same mm-hmm. you know, ilk. So you have the son of God, and he calls himself the son, and he talks about God as his father, and he's doing the will of the father, and he talks about the Holy Spirit. And then you mm-hmm. see in the moment of the baptism, all three working together. You see in different moments, mm-hmm. inter- overlap. Um, and then he gives us this name of the Father, the Son, of the Holy Spirit command. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is Jesus saying this is how it actually is. This is him opening the, the, the doors a little bit, you know, give, giving us a window into things we hadn't fully seen before. And now what we try to do is go, okay, that's an interesting concept. What can I find in the world that helps me make sense of it, <laughs> right? right? Um, and I just want to start there because I, I do think it's important to recognize that this is what has been told to us, revealed to us, and now it's just like Moses. Yeah. Moses, the burning bush, like you just see him trying to make sense of this. Yes. He's, no one's ever been, re- like God's never revealed himself this way to someone before. Right. And God even tells Moses, this is my name. Mm-hmm. And now they got to figure out, okay, what do we do with that? Well, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, so here. you're saying let the frame that you start with be what's revealed in Scripture. Yes. Don't let it be any Sunday school version of, or even like where it's like, my brain can't understand this. I'm just going to like cram it into something that makes sense. I'm going to cram it something that makes sense, or I'm just going to reject it because it doesn't make sense to me. I don't get that. Okay. Um, you know, so Because with, what we're not doing is inventing a concept of God. We are right. unpacking something that's been given to us. And it's a, a silly version of it would be like that episode of The Office where they're like inventing gods. You know what I mean? That You know, where Michael Scott, the oh, yes, he's the like... face of an eagle. It, the God yeah. is a, <laughs> has the face of a this and a yeah. what if, what if. They, they just start going, what if God? Right. And for most of human history, people have done that. They've gone, what if God right. is, and what we've come up with operating from our own imagination, yeah. it's, it's given us just entire cultures of, of absolute abhorrent evil built on this imaginary God that yeah, if wants we do you this, to sacrifice your children right, to it. The rain right? will come. Correct. Kind of thing. We're talking about what's been revealed to us. And then we go, okay, I don't get that. Explain. Help me out. And there, over the years, there have been some, I think, phenomenal attempts to make sense of it the best we can, and, and they work for me. The egg thing is, is you know, it's like, a, I think it's a really elementary thing. It's like, yeah. oh, here's a thing that exists, and it's got right. it's three things, but it's separate, but they're all one thing. Um, I've, I've for years talked about how, and I can't remember when this kind of clicked for me, but I was like, well, if we're, if we're made in the image of God, as it says, like Genesis mm-hmm. chapter one, let us make man in our image, plural, well, if we're made in God's image, is there part of us that reflects that? And we've talked about the fact that, yeah, we, we sort of have a relationship with ourselves, mm-hmm. And we'll, like, I'm going, I'm dieting, like, right now, like I always am, which means I'm failing at dieting on a pretty regular basis. But I have arguments with myself all the time. Right. And it's so, like, la- who are you arguing with? Yeah. It's still me. <laughs> right. There's the, there's the, like, internal me. Right. You know, the, that is like, don't eat that corn dog at the fair last night with yeah. your, and then... Justin, just because you ate the corn dog doesn't mean you have to eat a funnel cake too. Come on, man, we've got goals, right? And then there's that. The one that wants to eat the funnel cake is like, shut up, I'm eating the funnel cake. I've I've earned this, you know? And we fight with ourselves all the time. People constantly battle with, and and you even have conversations with yourself. Yeah, and I think maybe the internal fight there is because a huge aspect of us is broken. Yeah. And so if you could imagine an aspect of yourself that wasn't broken if you and were, all aspects of yourself weren't broken, yeah. what would those conversations look like? If you're like living like? in harmony with yourself in the sense that, uh, <clears throat> you know, your internal intellectual self is like, 
hey, ex- hey, uh, I think this hey, diet. F- mi- hey, f- hey, flesh, Justin. Good job. And you're <laughs> like, thanks, thanks, intellectual Justin. You you've been a lot of help in this process. Have you considered that this diet might be a little overboard, <laughs> you know, or whatever it is. Yeah. But yeah, but even still, like, if God is just not at war with Himself, right, right? Right. So my point there is that we do, I think, as people, even sort of reflect this image that little image community. that not perfectly mm-hmm. not tiny bow on it i mean some of my favorite favorite discussion of this idea came from c.s lewis um he talks a lot in about the two-in-one body wash two-in-one body wash it was a <laughs> but he said it in a british this. accent so it sounds more intellectual <laughs> right it's uh it wasn't uh body wash it was body wash <laughs> and so anything that's body wash is just obviously no you know lewis like he's you know super intellectual guy and if you've never read any of C.S. Lewis stuff, it's 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 cool to read. It's actually not that hard. No, it's, they're short it's books usually. They're yeah. pretty pretty small, pretty digestible. But he he really focuses on this idea of God being super personal, which I think is really interesting because the the preface "super" just means more than, mm. like at, at its core. And we use superhuman means right. like someone's more than a normal right, whatever, a superhero. Um, and he talks about, you know, God, we supernatural. We would say God is, almost anyone who believes in God would admit that God is supernatural um, as far as we see nature. But he says, well, no, God is just super. Hmm. Like he essentially, and he calls God super personal. So where you and I are one being, you're, our being is our... We're individuals We're individual separately. beings, but you're a human being, I'm a human being. We're interpersonal. And we are one person, right? Like you're Madison... <laughs> We aren't one person. Right. But my, right. okay, so you are a human being. Yes. That is what you are. Yes. That is your being. Like, God is a being. Oh, okay, okay. okay? I'm tracking. But you have a person. Okay. That is Madison. That's an identity. That's called yeah. Madison. My right? species is. Your species is human. Human. My person is right. Madison. So you are a being, one being who has one person. Gotcha. Um, I am one being who has one person. Well, God is one being, but he is. Lewis's way of describing it was not just supernatural, he's super personal. Gotcha. And the way he kind of likens it is interesting. It's like, think about, um, think about life on a 2D perspective. Like if, if we all existed in two dimensions. Right. Okay. And so picture some two-dimensional world and there's like a square. And what would a square do if a square saw a cube? Because a cube in three dimensions is six squares. It's one shape, right. six <laughs> squares. And that square is one shape, you know, one square. Right. And so, in reality, if you lived on a two-dimensional plane, and this is a weird kind of thought process, say, yeah. but it's cool, <clears throat> and a cube shows up in it, it's just going to look like, sometimes it would look just like you. A weird From certain square, angles. A weird line. Yeah. In certain angles, it would look exactly like you. Right. In other angles, it would change. Like, I don't understand what that is at all. But you wouldn't be able to comprehend. Right three dimensions if you've never experienced that. And so he uses that as this illustration to say that, you know, we have to recognize that God is super, and he is not just supernatural, he's super personal. He's not impersonal. He's actually even greater in that. Mm. And and so the revelation Jesus gives us is we have this one being, and he's just more layered, and, and right. it's not three distinct, just like a cube is not six squares, right? but it is six squares. But it's cute. Yes. <laughs> and from a square's perspective, that thing is like... All right, I feel like we've, I feel like we've gone off the deep end now. Do you think so? I, I think you... Well, it's hard to talk about the Trinity because at, on a fundamental level, it's a paradox. Like it is. It's, that's, it's, yeah, and yeah. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. It's a... It, and that's what I want to go back to what I said at the beginning. Um, 
if you're just wanting a simple analogy that says, oh, it's just like an egg. Okay. I've got the simple one that I've just like, I, I just draw this in my brain. Yeah. It's a triangle and it's God, Father, and Holy Spirit on each triangle. And in the middle, it says God. It's like sure. Jesus is God. The Father is God. Right. The Holy Spirit is God. And then Jesus is not the Father. The Father is not the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is not Jesus. And I, and I appreciate that. But I also think that uh, for a lot of people, just showing them a picture of a triangle has not like been, oh, okay. You know? Right. No, but I'm saying once you get into like where it's a four dimensional square on a well, three dimensional no, object. No, you no, know. no, no. But hold on a second. Hold on a second. He I, is a four dimensional square. He, like, he, no, and that's true. Like, right. what happens every time in the Bible that someone is brought into sort of like the heavenly realm? Yeah, their brain melts. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> I, and they're trying their best like, I to, guess to come up with words that describe what yeah. they're seeing, and it's all these, it was like faces like a this. I guess it was feet. like an eagle, but it was like a city, and it had eyes. Because it's just, it's just greater than that. Yeah. And what's funny is, is people, we, we, like, we can relate to that. The first time I ever interacted with a seven-foot-tall human being, <laughs> blew, it melted my brain. Like, I mean, unless you've been around someone. Yeah, I don't think I even have. Oh, it's like, it doesn't, and, and my father-in-law's 6'5". That's right. big. That, yeah, he's yeah, tall. he's tall. Seven feet's not that much bigger, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> and when you see a seven-foot human in person, you're like, you're not a thing. Yes. Like, that's not, on TV, it's different. In person, you're like, that's like, like I, 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 I shook the... hands with a seven-footer, and his fingers were halfway up my <laughs> wrist, and I felt like a tiny child. And it blew my brain a little bit. Like, people who visit, uh other places in the world where there haven't been any like there hasn't been like interracial right like they'll talk about the fact that people will come up to them and it's just like your skin is that color how is that possible your hair is that color yeah. your eyes are that color right. like you don't make sense to us because yeah. we've never seen that yeah my my point is whether it's an egg shampoo and body wash a triangle with god in the middle and yeah, all that yeah. for me the, the most helpful analogy has always been me myself like I, I feel like okay i have a physical body that's justin i have a like an intellectual self, that's just. And I also think I have a spirit right. that is me. And sometimes my spirit and my mind are in sync, but my body isn't. Sometimes all of it's... Yeah. Well, can I can But I, I add? just wanted to go back before we add it. Yeah. I just want to go back to all those analogies are great. They're all helpful. But we just have to start with recognizing we have a God who is greater. Right. And he's revealed himself to us in this way. And then we do our best to make sense of it. Um, and it's okay... If we, if we stumble onto, like, lots of different analogies that kind mm -hmm. of help, mm -hmm. but not one that just goes, oh, well, d done. Right, and that's where I wanted to go back to the baptism uh, to add, like, there are analogies that are somewhat unhelpful. Okay. Um, so, like, the the water analogy is one that people give a lot of times. Okay, I haven't heard it. So, what if it's I have, like, I forgot? H2O is ice and vapor and water as you take a drink of water. That was I am drinking water at that moment. Timed. That was well done. <laughs> Good job. Um, and so... That, I, as I understand it, is like a Christian, early Christian heresy called modalism, where it's like okay. Jesus, when he's Jesus, isn't the Father. Oh, and it's, when, it's like one at a time. Yes, yeah, like one at a time. So like when you do the ice analogy, But then it's that like, breaks down at the baptism. Like what, right, what's going on At there? the baptism, you see them all simultaneously. And so when it comes to those like analogies, it's like there are things that we can draw out, but there are also some that are unhelpful. Oh, yeah. Because um, God is God, and he is God all the time. He's not like... And then when he was healing as the Holy Spirit or showing up at, in the burning bush, he wasn't also, you know, the Father and the Son simultaneously. Like, he's, he, yeah. he's three persons existing simultaneously as one being. 
And, um, and we even do see somewhat like a hierarchy because sure. Jesus actually said the Father is greater than I. Right. And <clears throat> or in Daniel, when he goes to the thrones, there's like a little mini throne next to the big throne and that, right. the, that the Son of Man sits on. Yeah, and so, and so even within... Uh, I mean, like, and that, even like us, okay, I'm a human being, you're a human being. I've mm-hmm. heard someone describe it this way once. Like, we exist in an organization. Right. I'm above you in the organization. I am not greater than you as a being. Right. Right. <laughs> More, I'm, like, morally? No, like, I'm not a superior being. Yeah, yeah. I am, you and I are equal completely in terms of we're both human beings. Right. Um, but within this framework of the organization, there's, there's roles mm-hmm. that I play that you don't play, and we, we mm-hmm. submit to, and there's even times where I'll submit to you, like you're the youth pastor, and there's lots of times where I'll be like, "Hey, I had an idea." Sure. And you'll be like, "I don't think that'll work." I know my students, and I, yeah. And I'll be like, "Cool." And I, I don't just go, "I am the boss," right? right. <laughs> there's a mutual submission. So we do see in Scripture where that modalism was probably helpful. Right. Is recognizing it. There are different roles yeah. that the Spirit, the Son, the Father play, but they're not. It's not like when. God, when the when the son left heaven and relinquished his heavenly authority, mm-hmm. the father didn't leave heaven. Correct. You know, so, but the father, but the son was in heaven and had heavenly authority. Yeah. Um, which I guess gets re- refunded to Jesus after his resurrection because he says all think, authority of it in heaven. Yeah, I think he even gets given more. Yeah, I think he even right. gets like a, a promotion within himself. Yeah. You know, but yeah, and and that's my point. Is it's like I kind of like the idea. Some some people want to have it completely spelled out. And this is a little bit of one of those uh, could God create a rock so heavy he couldn't lift it type ideas. Um, meaning that if you use human logic completely, you will get to the end of yourself with God and you'll get to ask yeah. stupid questions. But I do think this one is, is worthwhile. There's the intellectual understanding that if I could ever perfectly explain God or understand God, that disproves God. <laughs> it just does. If, there, uh, how, if I and my 40 years of human existence right. can like totally... Yeah. Describe and completely answer in a in a way. The only way I could do that, actually, like logically, is if that God had told me, had revealed to me. Right. There's if I could in my own mind, then I'm I'm I have a mind equal to God. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. And so that that's I think that's why I do like the whole. Hey, I think it's just silly. I like the like square trying to make yeah, sense yeah. of a cube. <laughs> I just think right. it's a funny right. like. But it kind of it kind of. But at the same time, Clicks. there are true things you can say about the cube and untrue things you can say about the cube. So it's Correct. like like along in that process, it's like if we're using scripture as our backbone, there are true things that you can say as you work out yes. what God looks like. Which is why we go back to Revelation. Right. Not, in, Not the in, book of Revelation, like scripture revealed the, the idea, to us. Yes, yeah. God's, God revealing. Thank, yeah, thank you. We go back to what God has revealed. And so it's like, kind of like you have maybe three categories. You've got Revelation observation, imagination. God reveals himself to us. Hmm. We observe certain things about him as he's revealed to us, been revealed to us. And then we kind of imagine, well, does that mean then that what if this? And, and that's right. great. That's, that's yeah. a lot of theology is us applying our imagination to the observations we've made based on the revelations that he's given. Mm-hmm. We just don't want to get all that out of order, where we right. like imagine something. I, I went to college with a, a girl. This is I'm old. Um, there was a movie that Robin Williams was in way back in the day called "What Dreams May Come," and he like dies and he goes. There's paint. There's a lot of paint. Have you seen that movie? I haven't seen it. No, it's not that good of a movie. It's it, like an afterlife movie, though. It's an afterlife movie, yeah. <clears throat> and it had cool special effects for 1998 yeah. or whatever year it came out. Yeah. And but I'm sitting my freshman year and just you know doing that college thing where you're talking with someone about. Deep stuff. Deep stuff. 
pretending that you're deep. I don't know if people still do that. We did that back in right. college. And she sa- literally said, my idea of God is based on the movie What Dreams May Come. And I like laughed because I thought it was a funny joke. And she looked at me and I was like, oh, you're... You like actually think that. And I was like, I mean, I think it has like a Rotten Tomato score of like probably in the 70s. <laughs> I'm like, you're right. You're, you've based your idea of God. On that Robin Williams movie? On that one Robin Williams movie that had like, it was, I mean, it was cool. But basically what she said was I saw something, observation, and I liked it. And so I've kind of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not trying to be too like, maybe I'm being too um, categorical. I'm just saying the right approach to making sense of who God is, it, it has to be based in revelation, God revealing himself to us. Because if, if not, I, we're just going to be guessing. We're just going to be... Right. And what we've seen in history is when people do that, we, we invent bad gods. We yeah. imagine bad gods. Yeah, I think if you're arriving at something that like hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years of Christian history has not come to the same conclusion. Hundreds and hundreds and, and thousands. thousands. Not yeah, hundreds yeah. and hundreds of thousands. No, right. correct. Oh, okay. Hundreds or thousands of yeah. years of like, and that's why I think you bringing up Lewis or, you know, there's other theologians that like, we were like, who has made that connection before? It's like probably a lot of people. Oh, definitely. Um, and so if your idea is a very, very novel idea, it is either so right that it's like category oh, you're breaking. Gonna, you're right, right. Or it's probably like maybe someone's had this idea and it's called something. And, and it's worked and itself out. And it's, <laughs> well, yeah, and actually it's a cool thing. Like you thought of that, that whole, you, your mind right. went to the baptism of Jesus. I'm sure that someone's written about that. Right. Like it just, it's too good to. Yeah. But you didn't read that. I don't know. I'm, but that's what I'm like saying. My I'm, point is that you're not like, oh, the other day I read this. Correct. So, right. so that, but it just shows you that like that is you. The the baptism of Jesus was this revelatory thing where God shows Himself in a really cool right. way. You've read about it. Yeah. You you said we're going to talk about the Trinity later, and I just literally thought of like, right. what are the Trinity moments in Scripture? Yeah. <laughs> and so your brain goes to something, and you're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And it's all of that working together. But yeah. the but it began with a moment where think about the people who were there. Mm-hmm. Like that was. They're like, huh? That's so like that's, category breaking yes, for them. That's, like, so that's what that is. And even John the Baptist says, "I I know I'll know which one it is because God told me right. it'll be the one that my spirit rests upon." Right. You know. And so even John's like looking around, like I wonder who it's going to be. You know, yeah. it's it's all based on God showing Himself to us. And we have to, I guess, start with the question. It's like we're Jesus followers, so start with Jesus. G- do I believe Jesus? Mm-hmm. I'm a Jesus follower. I've I've given my life to him and this is what he teaches and this is what we see and it's a cool concept. It it we do our best to f- shampoo and conditioner in one, body mm-hmm. wash in one, eggs, <laughs> uh human beings that have weird conversations with themselves in their car. We do our best to sort of figure out how to describe it. Right. But at the core it's this is what has been shown to us. Mm-hmm. And and we figure it out, we make sense of it, but then you see it all throughout Scripture, like you said, these, all these moments. That, tra- that baptism moment's going to stay with me all day long. Like, that's awesome. Cool. So I think I'll probably bring that up now every single time <laughs> I talk about the Trinity. I'll be like, oh, now think about the baptism of Jesus. That's so cool. So I'm just grateful for this conversation. Well, cool. And I'm glad that that wasn't in the Sunday message, because it would have been a two-hour message. It would have been. Yeah. And it wasn't. Right. Which is why we're doing this. Cutting room floor. Cutting room floor. <laughs> we should do a whole series, like maybe just an online series, just on, on who is God and kind of go through that. And like that sounds right up your alley because you'll find visuals and yeah, you make your little. I don't know if I'm equipped. <laughs> no, you could. You make a little documentary. 
Uh, just put a big um, just, put a big just link, like, preface. I'll just, like, I'll just link a Bible project. Have it be like an asterisk. Asterisk. Well, no, Bible project. By the way, as we wrap up, they actually do have a video. I haven't seen it in a long time, but you've probably seen it too. But it, it's all about the Trinity. Yeah. And it kind of does the two D three D thing. Yeah, where yeah. There's like a, it's like it's like blobbies. It's like blobbies that are popping up like yeah, yeah. through. And then it pulls back, and you realize that oh, oh, this is a three dimensional. It's a three dimensional yeah, object, yeah, I and you've just been seeing great, yeah. little pieces of it as it's kind of gone through a, a yeah. two dimensional plane. Yep. And that's a it's kind of the similar. They probably mm. read C.S. Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> they probably read their Bibles. Well, yeah, no, but I yeah. mean, like, it's that's pretty directly yes, inspired yes, by is. some of that stuff. So. Oh, cool. So cool. this has been the cutting room floor. Thanks for listening, and we'll see y'all soon.